You're listening to the Platte River Bard. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Platte River Bard. This is Chris Berger. And I'm Sherry Berger. And we are here with Jay Hayden. They are, how about this, a co-conspirator and the Captain Dread Pirate Roberts of the old school Shakespeare production. They are doing Julius Caesar, my very favorite Shakespeare play, and that will be coming up here. There's four dates. It's um, February 29th, March 2nd, March 14th, and March 17th. And we'll get into the locations here. But I want to talk to Jay. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having to me. To the little podcast. It's a bit of a late <laughs> night uh, podcast for us tonight. We're, yes. we're, we're, we're past 10 o'clock. But so now uh, we that, get a little. Now we get a little loose. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. I, uh, I love the gimmick for this. I, I adore it. I, this is my very favorite Shakespeare play. Uh, real fast, hit me with the gimmick for this show. I just love it. Old school Shakespeare Omaha. Our conceit is that we are serious actors with no director. We have only one rehearsal. And after that one rehearsal, we perform a full Shakespeare play. This time we're doing Julius Caesar and the theme that we're leaning into with a lot of our advertising. What is more like Julius Caesar than pro wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. He loves pro wrestling. So. I, I well, I I used to. That would be yes. <laughs> that would be part of it. You add those two things so, together. While none of us will come in uh, wearing spandex or anything, um, we took we took a lot of time to think about you know what's like the modern equivalent of a lot of what we see in a Roman show and uh, mm. like Caesar and gosh the mob the Roman mob is just getting angry at the heel and the heel is just Antony and Brutus right for sure oh awesome I love it I love it yes and and uh, plenty of chances to be very vocal because, of course, wrestling yeah. audiences love to talk back to the wrestlers. Oh, <laughs> so is that like is that kind of how this show is going to go too? You're going to get a lot of feedback from the crowd. Yeah, so um, we perform our shows in non-traditional locations like bars or coffee shops and things like that. So uh, a really strong component of the show is the idea of we're not going to ignore the fact that we are in a coffee shop or a bar. We know that you're there. Um, in fact, uh, people it. are often brought into the show sometimes as an example. Ooh. In this production, Julius Caesar, uh, we'll always in- we'll encourage people when they come to see the show that they can shout, they can yell the things that they are excited about if they support oh. one politician versus another. Oh. We want to hear from you. Oh, wow. Oh. Anthony's speech in this, in this environment is going to be epic. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I, I, I predict. I predict. Friends of Rowling's countrymen. That particular speech. Yes, yes, yes. So, this Caesar was a tyrant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm still, my mind is kind of blown on the one rehearsal situation. Yes. So I how, love how it. does that go? So this is a 75-minute production, yeah, at least. Yeah. So, so yeah. For our, for our process, basically, um, we as a group, prior to one rehearsal, where we do the whole play um, without stopping, uh, we came together basically to read through the play once. This time... We did it over Zoom because of the snowmageddon that happened in the new year. So we read through the play once and people learn their lines on their own. Our tool in order to like counteract the idea of like a traditional rehearsal process is that we all agree to certain values that drive our programming or that drive the show. 
Oh. I should say, Old School Shakespeare Omaha is inspired by a group called Backroom Shakespeare in Chicago oh. with the idea of doing Shakespeare the way the Lord and more importantly Shakespeare mm -hmm. intended, not on a stage, but with the people. So there are values that we give ourselves as serious actors to help drive. And those values are written down right here. I love we'll it. Happy. Give it to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. All actors in our shows have velocity, so they move at the speed of thought. Mm. They have clarity, so they make sure the audience understands what they are saying and what they mean. They have generosity. They serve the whole play, not just their part. They have courage. They move through the fear because it is so freaking scary to do these shows. <laughs> well, um, yes, because it sounds like you're not on an actual stage stage. You are kind of in and amongst in the bar. folks. Yes, which, I, God, I love that. Oh, please continue. Okay. We have authenticity. We say things in our own voice. Nobody will speak with any received pronunciation or like David Tennant style, the Globe Theater. <laughs> we'll say it in our Midwestern voices. I love um, that. I love that. And uh, we have actuality, which is the value I was referencing. Meaning we're not going to pretend we're not in a bar and there isn't somebody right there next to me oh, uh, when I'm giving when I'm giving my aside because you're right there. Why should I pretend that you're not? Yeah. You're here. <laughs> I love that. And these are memorized lines. You're not you're not using your script at the same time. That's a great question. So um, <laughs> how it works. So as you can imagine, <laughs> as you can imagine, when you only rehearse the show once and it's a 75 minute Shakespeare play, people mm. will forget their lines. It happens. So our tool for that is we have somebody as part of our company who is not a performer, but it's called our prompter who sits in the bar and an actor can call for line at any time. Oh. And we encourage the audience, the everyone in the everyone in the bar, wherever we are, if someone calls for line, please cheer and take a drink. They get their line. Ah, and move on. I yes. love that. It's almost got a little bit of a melodrama's twist to it. Dude, I yeah. love this so much. <laughs> I did interactive dinner theater for a long time and we would always do so it in fun. restaurants and stuff like that and we never on a stage and we would be around and we'd interact with the folks and yeah and talk with them and it's it's sort of it's it's combining that that sort of element to it as well where you you do not ignore the people that you're walking around yeah. and you get to mess with them and they get to talk to you and Oh, I just, God, I love this and so that's, much. That's actually very Renfair as well. I love this so much. <laughs> what and, a great uh, idea. Yeah. You know, some of the joy of being able to like really acknowledge and engage with people who are there. This was the example that was made to me. This is our fifth production. Old School Shakespeare started here in Omaha in the summer of 2022. I actually was in the audience for the first production that they did Twelfth Night. And then I immediately emailed them and was like, please let me do this. I want to do this. Yes. <laughs> um, this is so cool. And so we've done four shows since then. And this is our fourth one we've done. What's so exciting about you know acknowledging that the audience is there and having it there. The example that was given to me is you think of those really intimate and quiet moments that are so present in something like a soliloquy, like take Hamlet's to be or not to be, sure. right? So, and you do that and there are 60 people surrounding you, watching you, and you know that they're there. Yeah. And it changes everything that you do. And that was yeah. historically, way back in the day, how Shakespeare shows were performed. There was just a troop of actors who kind of learned their lines or different parts. And they were like, let's, let's go to the bar and drink and be merry and put on a little play, which is kind of what we're doing. Oh, I love it. Oh man, I love this. So what much. a great idea. And so your other plays are the same kind of format. Yeah, we follow the same rough structure uh, for every piece with those same, we follow our values, we only have one rehearsal, we perform in what I've come to call non-traditional locations as we've expanded to beyond just bar, bar performances. Sure. And sometimes there are different needs for every show. Yeah. So 
some of the things that we do. So, for instance, Julius Caesar, funnily enough, this is a show that has a little bit of combat. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it, funnily enough, uh, some of the physical combat is kind of important to the plot of this show. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, one specific part, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so in order to take care of all the actors involved, our big things is our only requirement is that actors have to meet up to go work through combat and work through moments of intimacy. Just to make sure everybody is safe and taken care of. Sure. That's like a, we are setting this expectation with ourselves because we are professionals. So for instance, uh, my first show that we did was Romeo and Juliet. And so there are different needs and also some similar needs in that show. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, what's really exciting is, especially in like being in like my fourth show with OSSO, we started to grow kind of our co-conspirator group, which <laughs> effectively are people who are excited about the work have come to see the show, and we know our great collaborators because it's our value of generosity that drives a lot of what we do, that you will serve the whole play and not just your part. Yeah. Um, because you can be an amazing actor, and uh, then you can walk off, and then there's you know 70 minutes left of the play. Right. What's really exciting about OSSO, so I'm kind of, we call it captaining our upcoming production of Julius Caesar. Okay. But our captain team shifts and changes it's a very decentralized leadership process okay so that there isn't one person who calls all the shots basically so i am not like a stand-in for a director i am more a stand-in for a stage manager i would say yeah of like yeah more of a stage manager type of thing yeah for yeah. sure like I'm going to organize when we meet, here's the agenda for our meeting. I'm going to like call for like some accountability check-ins. How are we doing? Are we learning our lines? Have you discovered anything about your character? And Hannah Clark, who is wonderful, is the first mate on the project. She and I were actually swapped. So for our summer production of The Tempest, she was our captain and I was the first mate. So I learned from her and then we switched. Nice. Is there one person that does your adaptations or do you have a a couple of different people that do it? Right now, uh, for our first five shows thus far, Sarah Lynn Brown, brilliant, amazing local Omaha artist, has done all of our adaptation work. And we are super open to and have explored, chatted with some folks kind of in our co-conspirator cohort um, about the idea of, do other people want to do it? How do we decentralize this? Right, right. That kind of stuff. But 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 she's been the one uh, doing it so far. I think it's really fascinating. Yeah. And so you're you're yeah. sort of the quote unquote captain of of this particular performance uh, of, yeah. of, of Julius Caesar. And then you guys will move on to the next show, and somebody else will be sort of the the captain of the co-conspirators for that. Are there also any kinds of props that you're using? So if you've got someone who's doing a couple characters, they have something to. That's a great question. So uh, we have a couple rules with our shows that we set for ourselves. People are in charge of their own costumes. You get to dress however you want, uh, as long as it's appropriate. And for a prop, our rule is if you're the first one to bring it on, it's your responsibility. Oh, Um, okay. I love this rule already. Yeah, you're responsible for your own stuff. As a former stage manager. (laughs) Exactly. I'm stage managing right now. I really like this. (laughs) So... Some of it for for props and stuff, you know, one of the choices that we've actually made with this show for our value of clarity is we are not going to use physical daggers for the show. Okay. Because it's Julius Caesar. He's going to get stabbed. Do we really need a, do we really need a fake knife for you to understand the stabbing is happening? (laughs) No, (laughs) no. Right. And also we're in a bar and safety and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Um, Yeah. One of my favorite little props I got to make. So a lot of us are doubling. All of us are doubling at least sans the person playing Julius Caesar as members of the mob of the Roman citizens. Okay, okay. Um, 
And so uh, if you come to the show, you'll see some props that I made for every one of our, I'll call them our Caesar electorate signs. Oh, yay! <laughs> Excellent. My favorite right now is the one that says Caesar 2024. Um, <laughs> I love it. As... Obviously, this will be the most important political event of 2024, is how I'm pitching it to people. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my God. Somebody, oh, should I even ask? Do we have a a Make Rome Great Again sign in there? That's a great question. You know... (laughs) Yo, pulling off of it, let me say this, because we actually had a lot of really wonderful conversations about this play and how historically, right, Julius Caesar is kind of played as an effigy of some big political figure, right? And like, like that's a kind of a historical way to play it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we were chatting kind of as a co-conspirator group, we talked a little bit about what it looks like and how we think about that. And one of the interesting things that we landed on with this show is that we don't want to land on the idea of Caesar represents one person. Like none of these politicians have their one-to-one equivalent in the modern day. And they're all so complicated and all like, they have, some of them have really great things and some of them have really not great things. Some of them Mm. say that they value democracy, but also really don't. And some of them like authentically believe that they're there to save Rome because they love it so much, right? Yes. Um, (laughs) The thing that that we like landed on is that like when we were doing kind of like group dramaturgy work after we did our one read through yeah. was effectively that uh, nobody in this play is apathetic about anything. Yeah. Which is a wonderful objective to have as a performer. Yeah. Uh, because that is also what we as actors have because we are so activated the whole time. Fair enough. And I love this idea. Oh, I love it. And I, 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 Omaha is so blessed to be able to have something like this. Because we've, you know, we had lost our Shakespeare, and you guys are really picking it up and taking it in a completely new direction. Some of our really big thing, I will also say, is mm. we feel really committed to the idea of Shakespeare being accessible, right? The best feedback we ever get is when people are like, oh my gosh, this was, I finally understood this. Yeah. I never understood Shakespeare, uh, right? How, um, yes, how fulfilling is that got to be? Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And... In the accessibility uh, for all of our shows, our performances are free with a suggested $20 donation. Okay. Money that comes in can go to like our Venmo or they pass around a hat before the start and after the show. Nice. Gets split evenly among everybody who's participating. Oh, I love And still, that. 20 bucks for a show is an excellent price. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can, can you see a show in Omaha for $20? You can. I, I don't soon. Think so. I was say <laughs> that that's not that's not you. <laughs> and, that, and that's a great segue. So on yeah. February 29th, you'll be at Benson Theater. Yes, on the 29th. Mm. Very cool. February 29th. All right. March yeah. 2nd, at, you'll be at Lucky Bucket Brewery in La Vista. Ooh, Lucky Bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, March 14th, you'll be at Site One Brewery, mm. and I have to look that one up because I'm not sh- exactly sure where that is. 25th and Farnham. Ah. 25th and Farnham. Site One Brewery. And then on St. Patrick's Day, on March 17th, you'll be at the Zen Coffee Company at their West location at 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Oh, nice. Everybody can get yeah. started early. And, you know, that's, uh, that's something that we thought about a lot. I'm really excited that as we talk about the accessibility of Shakespeare, uh, for me as an artist, I think accessibility and like making arts open to all is really important. I'm really happy that we are not doing a bar show on St. Patrick's. 
and <laughs> not everyone not everyone wants to drink that day. So Ex- if you yeah. want to still go do something fun, yeah. come get some coffee. Get a coffee and come shop. enjoy some Shakespeare. I, I think love that is it so brilliant. Much. I think that's brilliant. Go get some coffee and some pastries and whatever it. on St. Patty's Day and watch some Julius Caesar, my my favorite play. Oh my gosh. I love the really ingenious way that that you're you're you've done this and so it's almost like it's almost like improv but not really. I love it. Yeah, I I will say um, it's super important to acknowledge uh, Katie Becker Cologne is the our co-conspirator who is still involved in the project, does a lot of our event management, who started OSSO here in Omaha in summer of 2022 as kind of our main person. Nice. She's still super involved, helps with a lot, gives so much advisement. Uh, she did this kind of work uh, when she was in New Mexico, uh, super connected to some of the folks in Chicago who do this kind of work. Because this kind of Shakespeare is Ooh. done all around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And we're just kind of one little piece of the pie. Well, you're, you're the yeah. Omaha version of it, and I I, I, yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. And and thank you guys for continuing uh, uh, on this uh, this tradition of making Shakespeare accessible and sort of approachable and understandable. God, I, 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 I love to hear when, when folks who are doing Shakespeare say, you know, for the first time people came up to me and said, gosh, I finally got it. I finally understood some Shakespeare yeah. because Shakespeare is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some of my, uh, my favorite like thing that has happened thus far is when about a year ago now, last spring, we did much ado about nothing. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> there was, uh, this dad who was at uh, the brewery that we were at site one brewing, but he didn't know the show was happening. And he was there with his kids on like a Sunday afternoon to like, we're going to eat some food and I'm going to do work or whatever. And then, like, he was encroached upon by, like, 14 people doing Shakespeare, like, moving stuff in the bar. And he just kind of stayed and watched and had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Which was really awesome. That, that is, is awesome. awesome. So how did you decide, first of all, how did you decide that you enjoyed theater? And also, when did you fall in love with Shakespeare? Oh, sure. So theater-wise, I mean, I do it, I did it growing up. Um, I did it through college. I uh, It's kind of connected to my love of Shakespeare. So I used to be a high school English teacher in Vermont. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. You're so well um, That makes sense. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so theater-wise, my journey, I moved to Omaha because I took a fellowship at the Rose Theater in Omaha, the Theater for Young Audiences organization here. And I'd been here since 2019. So I'd been here since 2019, and then I just kind of kept doing theater as a resident artist around town, stuff like that. Uh, Shakespeare-wise, oh gosh, when I was an English teacher, I got to teach Shakespeare, which was so exciting. I still, I have around here somewhere some of the old artwork my students made when I would teach Macbeth, which was great. Little like drawings of like the guard coming in like burning or bleeding or whatever um (laughs) so stuff like that so i've always loved shakespeare i'm pretty i'm so unique for some of our like osso people (laughs) oh i actually never did shakespeare before doing osso you taught it but you never performed it i never performed a single shakespeare show before my first one with osso which was romeo and juliet wow nice and that's when you fell in love with it and just wanted to keep going and I was like, yep, this, this works. Let's yes. keep doing it. <laughs> oh, how amazing. Yeah. Well, and you stayed, so you, you didn't go back to Vermont. That's, that's yeah. great. I'm glad you like us. <laughs> yeah, gosh, uh, the art scene in Nebraska is awesome. There's so many people who have such a wonderful kind of can-do attitude of like, we're going to work together to make this happen because we love doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what I love about it the most, you know? For wow. sure. I can, and I can really tell your passion. I bet this is going to be so much fun. 
Well, it seems like you have not missed a beat. Yes. And you've been able to pick up and, and move on, and, and you have some really great venues ahead. Thank you so much yeah. for, for talking to us. It's so nice to meet you. Very nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Get ready to Roman Rumble with Old School Shakespeare Omaha. There are four performances for Julius Caesar. February 29th will be at the Benson Theater. March 2nd at the Lucky Bucket Brewing Company in La Vista. March 14th at Site One Brewing located at 25th and Farnham in Omaha. And March 17th will be at the Zen Coffee Company's West location in Omaha. For tickets and more information, see Old School Shakespeare Omaha's Facebook page and Instagram. Performances are free with a suggested donation of $20. All ages are welcome to all performances. Thank you for listening and supporting the arts in the Platte River area and beyond. Please subscribe to our podcast so you are sure to catch all of our future episodes and join us on social media. See you next time on the Platte River Bard.